Isn't that a great song? Hey, Patriots, let's party. <laughs> I was up all night. If y'all were following my Twitter, I had a Twitter storm about three in the morning. I just went crazy seeing all that's going on. Oh, it's just so exciting. If you see negative news, don't watch it. Don't listen to it. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, these people, there's so many people who are brainwashed or part of the cabal. So don't let them steal your joy about what's going on. How exciting this is. Let's go through it real quick, real quick. I'm, I'm Melissa, Red Pill the World, and we are the Freedom Force Battalion. If you're new here, uh, I'm glad you're here. Join with us. We look at the Q posts and the, um, and the current events and the Trump tweets in the light of God's word. We're seeing this great day. And I'm, I'm going to ask you at the end to help me with something because well, anyway, I'll tell you now, Matrix, I have not, for some reason, I haven't watched him in a while, in the Matrix, I haven't watched him, and so I, I the Lord led me to watch him today, and and uh, he was saying, you know, Q says, this is biblical, he says, we really need to research, what does he mean, what is this biblical, but that's what we do right here, you know, I'm like, ask someone who knows the Bible, but the problem is, there's so many people who are, who are supposedly the faith leaders, who either don't know what's going on, either they're ignorant, they're brainwashed, or they're part of it. They're maybe CIA operatives, and I don't know which is which. It's, it, it, but I'm not. I'm, a, I'm on the Trump train, and I know God's word, and, I'm, and I've, the Lord has revealed to me what is going on as far as this is the book of Revelation. This is Armageddon, and we're winning, and we're about to be set free. And this is what's happening in Iran. Iran is being set free. Look at this way back in uh, July of 2018 to Iranian President Rouhani. Never, ever threaten the United States again or you will suffer consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. Have um, We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence or and death. Be cautious. Yeah, and they did not. They did not. And I don't know if you've seen this, but you've got to see it. The president has all these misspellings. <laughs> he did one today. I'll show you here in a second with Q. But anyway, this is when he did. He's misspelled Benghazi. Okay. So, and then he came back nine minutes later, like he does. He's, he, that's part of misspellings matter. That's what he's doing. That's way, one of the ways that he communicates with us. And uh, that we're on to his way, the way that he communicates with us. And so, um, he changed it back to Benghazi and he's, I think it's, I think his tweet, uh, Trump, I'm sorry, QAnon post 669, I think was ha 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 ha. And he's talking about ha, which is Hadi al-Amiri. He was in the White House with, with, um, with, uh, Obama. He's, that's Obama right there. He's this dude right here. Let me see if I can make his face. Yeah, you see that dude right there? Look here. Shocker. This dude, leader of attack on the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad, was a guest of the Obama White House. Hmm. Any surprise there? Not really, because he, you know, was a Muslim, right? He was part of the cabal. It's not really so much against the Muslim faith. It's about, it's against, it's about how they're used. They have um, hijacked Islam, just like they've hijacked Christianity for their own purposes and wanting us divided and whatever, and, and just use it for their purposes. But yeah, so they've got different pictures of him, um, in, you know, there at the embassy that he was leading this, uh, thing at the, at the Benghazi embassy. There he is, you know, he's right up in the middle of it. it it's, they're all connected. And once 
we, there's the guy, Soleimani, you know, these, this, um, I don't know if he's dead, but Soleimani was dead. Thank you, Jesus. That's the one that you saw the, the car is, is blown to a smithereens. They said they could only identify him by his ring. I'm telling you, it's like blam. And he's, he's blasted straight into hell. <laughs> That's, and that is how the Lord works, right? That's how he works. That's how the good Lord, he works. I love that song. I love that song. Anyway, yeah, makes me dance. And uh, what our president is doing makes me dance. Anyway, so yeah. And then our wonderful Lisa McCrowley found this Trump Prince poster size Game of Thrones meme warning Iran. This was a year ago to the day. What a coincidence. Not right. Look at that. To the day, January 2nd, 2019. Warning, Iran. Cool. If you, um, I'm glad you're here. Make sure that you like the video and share it and, um, and, uh, and, um, you know, do whatever you can to help to spread. Make sure your little bell is rung. And because, uh, you know, I know how it, what happens is if it doesn't end up in your feed, you might forget. So make sure to come back from time to time because your bell could likely get unrung, right? And then the president posted this today. He posted our flag, the Q flag, which we've seen how many times, multiple times, time after time, after time, after time, Q has posted Freedom Day, freedom, all these, uh, these flags for God and country. And then the president posts the same one today, right? When, and that was his response right after and within minutes of the, of uh, the killing of this creep, this, awful evil creep and the people are smacking him in the face with the shoe they're like you know they hate him don't let them say that convince you that they like him they hate him these poor people of iran they've been fighting for their freedom hashtag free iran has been going on for so 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 long so yeah it's very very exciting and to see how our president is coming out with more and more and more i want you to see what he just did Okay, that was not, hang on. I want to find something real quick. I'll be right back. So here you see the people celebrating in the streets. They're so, so happy. They're so excited. And they're going to be set free, just like every other nation is being set free. So I want you to see um, what um, this person wrote. It's like a scene from The Godfather. In one night, America has killed Soleimani, Abu Mohandas of Iran's PMF, and apparently the deputy leader of Hezbollah. Plus, the USMC have arrested the leaders of the most powerful pro-Iranian militias in Iraq. How exciting. It's just the people at the top. The regular Iranians are just like us. They just want to be able to have a, you know, a life and not be, uh, you know, have their, their freedom taken away. They want to be set Free. And that's what is happening. Every nation is being set free from these people who are in this deep state network. Okay. And understand these are all, we call it CIA or, you know, just deep state or uh, cabal or working under the bloodlines, whatever it is. And they're all being dismantled. It's absolutely amazing. And the people who don't understand that, we're going to move on. We're going to be set free with them or without them. All right. So I want you to see, 
also, yeah, that's the, that's the leftovers. And that we're not having a war. We're not having a war. And that's what this, this cute little meme was about, is that he ends the wars before they begin. The, the Bible says the Lord makes wars to cease to the ends of the earth. The wars are ceasing because we're kicking out the ones who've been causing all these wars. I mean, look at this. There's just little of nothing left of that thing. All right. So I want you to see. Um, all right. So let me back up. I want to make sure that you guys know this has been happening. If you're new to the Q, Q movement, you might not have seen that this has been happening over and over and over. And so, uh, you know, we haven't yet done Venezuela, but let, let me just talk about what happened in North Korea at Christmas time two years ago. If you remember, North Korea was supposed to, you know, blow us up and blah, 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 right? This is in North Korea, Yang Sang, whatever in North Korea. Look at that. Does that look like a rabbit, a white rabbit as in Alice in Wonderland? Way back in the day, I created this, this meme. This is the, was their headquarters. It's in this mountain and they had this all the way down like three, uh, 33 stories deep into the earth. I'm not even going to tell you all the stuff that was going on in there, but just don't let your mind go there. It's just evil, evil, evil at this, this, uh, this, where this little red dot is right here is this big giant building. That's a giant pyramid with the evil eye at the top. Right? So what happened around Christmas time, Again, a lot of this is, you know, they don't have, they, this did not really come out in the mainstream news, but they went in and they blew this into hell. They blew it up. And that is why right after Christmas, Kim Jong-un said, oh, hello, I want to go to the Olympics. Hey, let, we want to be friends. We don't want to have nuclear war. We want to give you back your, the remains of those who died here. I mean, I was just like, what, how did, how did that happen? How did that happen so quick when two minutes ago you wanted to blow us up? So it's because we removed the evil ones at the top and Kim Jong-un was a puppet along with everyone else, okay? So as, as far as I can tell, it, it, the pictures you see, he's just like, thank you for saving us from these people. All right, so this is what's going on. Once we see that, once your friends see that, is that, the, that we're setting free the world from these uh, these deep state controllers, then everything falls into place. It absolutely makes sense, and that's what happened in North Korea. That's what's going that is happening in a different way in Venezuela, little by little. There, it's I don't know if it, if we're going to have a big big whammy there like we're having in Iran, but this is we're setting the world free. Okay, so. Um, I wanted to show you, oh, I want to show you what's going on in Hong Kong. And I also want to show, don't let me forget, <laughs> don't let me forget, y'all remind me. I want to show you, President Trump just posted a Q post. I'm going to do it right now because I know I'll, I'll forget and I know y'all won't remind me. Okay. <laughs> let me see if I can find it. Yeah, he just posted this and I, I saw this post and now he's deleted it. But someone smart anon saved it. And so here it was, different places that he used that he thought were wasteful and the career staff as they always do push back and made space s million excuses like made a million made s million someone's some smart and gonna have to figure out what that means uh excuses as to why they could not stop spending u.s taxpayer money there was a back and forth over the legal arguments and the white house decision was dot 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 q 
<laughs> what? The cue is not even close to the dot, dot, dot. And now he's deleted it, right? So yeah, thank you, President Trump. Uh, we not worry, you know, we don't have to have you do that, but thank you. It's always nice. And the flag was really, really nice to see. All right, so now back to, I want you to see that. All right, look at this cool uh, uh, phrase in this Hong Kong song called Arise Hong Kong. Nations rise, tyrants fall only when the people sing. Like our, our song that we've sung, do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? Remember uh, from Les Miserables? Anyway, when the people sing and we know the word of God where it talks about the victory comes when we sing. That's so great we, that we're singing on our channel and, and Kanye is singing. When they take to the streets where their hopes and dreams they bring. In the end, the good will triumph and the evil fade away. Back and forth, it will continue till the judgment day. So isn't that cool? And look at them out on the streets, you guys. This was how they spent their, their New Year's. Check it out. Again, everyone is rising up. This is what it means to rise. And everyone is taking their positions uh, of authority. We're, we're no longer these babies just led around by, you know, like a child. We are uh, awakening and we are we're growing up and we're stepping into our authority and not being just uh, to, uh, believing what we're told and, and, and doing what we're told and obeying, right, like they want us to. Oh, this uh, 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 I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick about this. Okay. So this was the, I, I finally, I found it, uh, because someone had put, I think Miss Huddleston had put on, on here to, to check out what, uh, Beth Moore had talked about. She made this post way back 19th of December. Faith leaders, let's do our jobs, not sell our souls. Let's repent of our own sins, sins of nationalism. Sins of nationalism. Nationalism is not a sin. So I, I replied on there, you know, and the sad part is the, the church is so brainwashed. So yeah, national. Uh, so I said, you know, in the millennial reign, the Bible says clearly that nation will not rise against nation. There will be nations in the millennial reign, but there won't be wars between the nations. And why, why do we need nations? It's because then in a smaller group, just like in the family unit, you are protected. In a smaller in a, uh, community, in a city, in, in a, when you have, a, you have more freedom and more um, authority and more ability to push back to, uh, against something, rather than it's some behemoth, conglomerate, giant monster, you can't, you don't have any control, any power, any say-so at all. The, <sighs> You know, and I don't know if she's brainwashed. I don't know if she's MK altered. I don't know if she is a CIA asset. I don't know. I don't know. But I, so I've you know, pushed back on that. And I'm really, 
Yeah. So I'm not, uh, yeah, not listening to her anymore. Um, and then today, God, most high have mercy on this. It's scary down here. Oh, you know, give me a break. Give me a break. Give me a break. And the people actually were pushing back. Like, do we really need to have that kind of, do we need to have a stronger faith than that? And, uh, yeah, even if it was, it, if, if it was not, if Trump wasn't doing this for good, then yeah, it's like, that's really not a helpful post at all to engender uh, confidence. <laughs> the Lord is bigger than any of this anyway. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm sorry to say that she's off my list. All right. So I, so wait, this is what I was saying about earlier. I was watching matrix and he was saying, let's, uh, what biblical, I'm going to show, I'll play you a little bit of that. Uh, what he said, check this out. Back into ancient history, right? interesting guys so yeah i think it could be biblical i think it is something like you said shady to right our wrong i think that's a really good way to put it to right their wrong i should say mm -hmm. and of course of course correct humanity i mean that's really ultimately that's what my goal is working with this whole movement okay so i he had earlier in his uh in his video he had talked about you know we need to really research this research some of these our history and what it, but to get biblical when q says this is biblical what he means by this is that this is the battle of armageddon that this is the beginning of the millennial reign of christ on earth and i know you guys are i'm preaching to the choir in our little in our little zone right here in our echo chamber and so let's see if we can get outside of our echo chamber a little bit and let's see if maybe i'm going to post something on uh, on twitter uh, maybe we can go to matrix and say hey this is this is what he means by by biblical this is what he means by this so that we understand this is this is what the, we've been waiting for what god had promised over and over and over in his word so that you know that he will start to understand that and because i'm just thinking you know it sure would be great if if you know kind of we could get outside of our group i'm so glad we have each other but I would love it if uh, more of the Q people understood that what's going on, what this is, and that this is bigger, this is biggest, this is Armageddon. This is the end of the beast running the world. This is the beginning of a thousand years of peace. And Q has said that, but you know, I don't think that people have, have connected those dots for two reasons. One is many people don't know the word. Number two, many people still are under this deception that we no, would need to escape. So many people are still under that deception. And uh, yeah, anyway, I uh, just thought maybe if you guys have some ideas for me on how, how we can get this out more into the mainstream, okay? So that people underst understand what he means by biblical, you know? And it, it, I'm not trying to force this on the Q movement. Q is the one who quotes scripture. Q is the one who keeps saying this is biblical, right? And it's not just because it's going to be huge. It's going to be big. It's because it's the promise of God. Right. All right. So I did also this book. Um, and it's, this is weird. I don't know exactly what's going on with the, with the paperback. I'm, I have, I've, I've submitted it twice, three times now. And for some reason I'm having a hard time getting the paperback to stay and get it reviewed and be done. So there's something going on with that one. I'm going to have to figure it out. But it, the other one is live. Now I want to make sure that you guys know that this is the same book. 
the same, 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 exact same book, okay? Um, the book of Revelation Revealed is the same as QAnon and 1,000 Years of Peace. But I'm trying to reach normies, people who have no idea what QAnon is and wouldn't, you know, this would not jump out at them. And so I'm hoping this will be for, for people who, the Lord is putting it in their hearts that, hey, Revelation, I want to study Revelation just like he did with me and go, you know, but they wouldn't necessarily pick up the QAnon. Okay. So anyway, that's, so if you'll go on here and do a review on the book, that would be so, so great. And that would help to get this uh, more into the mainstream. So yeah, if you'll go ahead and do that for me. That would be so, so terrific. Um, the book of Revelation revealed. All right. So um, now you've got to hear this. You've got to hear this. So um, uh, yeah. So I remember I was, I was saying, uh, reading to you guys about Jasher uh, in the book of Jasher the other day. And I wanted you to hear this snippet about Judah. Remember how he's called, it's called the lion of the tribe of Judah. And you're like, why, you know, where did he get that name? And I want to, it's from the book of Jasher. You're going to go, Whoa, this is crazy. Now, let me, let me kind of bring you up to speed. And this little section I want to read to you because, okay. So Joseph has been sold as a slave. You know, they, they sent him packing for some 20 pieces of silver and, and he, they didn't care if they ever saw him again. And, you know, I know they had some regrets afterward, but they never, you know, went down there to try to find him anyway. So, um, this, okay. So this, this section is not in, is not recorded in the book of Genesis. The book of Jasher tells more detail than the book of Genesis in, in cert, on certain things. All right. So this is where they're having this, this conversation. And this is at the point when, um, the cup was found in Benjamin's bag and they're going back. And basically, uh, Joseph is saying, I'm keeping Benjamin because he's, you know, I don't trust you guys with him. He didn't say it that way, but he didn't trust them because he knew how he was treated and he did not want Benjamin to be treated the same way. And all that he had gone through all those years as a, as a slave, all those years in the dungeon and all that he had gone through. And he did not want that to happen to Benjamin. And so he wanted to make absolutely sure, you know, that he was not going to, you know, let them go with him. Um, so hang on real quick. All right. I guess I'm just going to have to jump in here and read this giant portion. If I ever read too fast, you guys know always you can go to the little uh, gear and slow it down. Okay. But I talk fast and I read fast too. So just always know you can do that. When Judah saw the dealings of Joseph with them and Judah, Judah approached him and broke open the door. So basically at this point, Joseph has grabbed Benjamin and taken him to this plate, to, to his, uh, to, through this door and shut the door and said, he's, I'm keeping him because he's a thief, right? what he's dead. Okay. But he's really doing it to try to save him from these evil brothers. Um, and came with his brethren before Joseph and Judah. So he broke open the door that tells you right now, Judah is, not someone to, he's not playing. Judah said unto Joseph, let it not seem grievous in the sight of my Lord. May thy servant, I pray, speak a word before you. And Joseph said unto him, speak. <laughs> he's just broken open the door. So I'm guessing he can. And Judah spoke before Joseph and his brethren were there standing before them. And so I guess it's come in the room too. And Judah said unto Joseph, surely when we first came to our Lord to buy food, that you did consider us spies in the land. And we brought Benjamin before you and thou still more make a sport of us this day. 
Okay, so this is their second trip and they brought Benjamin back and they still are getting the, the runaround. Now, therefore, let the king hear my words and send, I pray thee, our brother, that he may go along with us to our father, lest thy soul perish this day with all the souls of the inhabitants of Egypt. So basically he's threatening, look, I will kill you all. I'm not leaving Benjamin. And so dost thou not know that what two of my brethren, Simeon and Levi, did unto the city of Shechem, unto seven cities of the Amorites on account of our sister Dinah, and also what they would do for the sake of their brother Benjamin? Have, haven't you not, have you not heard what we, what, uh, that other story? I'm not going to tell you that story right now. And I, with my strength, who am greater and mightier than both of them, both of Simeon and Levi, came, come this day upon thee and thy land, if thou art unwilling to send our brother. Hast thou not heard what our father made, who made choice of us did unto Pharaoh on account of Sarah, our mother, whom he took away from our father, and he smote him and his household with heavy plagues, that even unto this day the Egyptians relate this wonder to each other? So will our God do unto thee on account of Benjamin, whom thou hast taken this day from his father, and on account of the evils which thou this day heapest over us in thy land. For our God will remember his covenant with our father Abraham and bring evil upon you, because thou hast grieved the soul of our father this day. Now, therefore, hear my words, for I, that I have spoken this day unto you, and send our brother that he may go away, lest thou and the people of the land die by the sword, for you cannot all prevail over me." <laughs> He's not playing. Joseph answered Judah saying, why hast thou opened wide thy mouth? And why dost thou boast over us saying strength is with thee? As Pharaoh lives, if I command all my valiant men to fight against you, surely thou and these thy brethren would sink in the mire. And Judah said unto Joseph, surely it becomes you and the, your people to fear me. For as the Lord lives, if I once draw my sword, I shall not sheathe it again until I shall this day have slain all of Egypt. And I will commence with you and finish with Pharaoh, your master. And Joseph answered and said unto him, Surely strength belongs not only to you. I am stronger and mightier than you. Surely if thou drawest thy sword, I will put it in to thy neck and the necks of thy brethren. I got to stop. So when I'm hearing this bull from Beth Moore and all the other, quote, faith leaders, oh, it's so scary down here. Oh, it's working out World War III. I'm like, this is why we're slaves. This is why these enslaved us because we don't have the courage to stand up and fight. Continue. And Judah said unto him, surely, um, if I this day, oh, surely if I this day open my mouth against thee, I would swallow you up that thou be destroyed from off the earth and perish this day from thy kingdom. Of course, he doesn't even know it's Joseph, his brother, right? And Joseph said, surely if thou openest thy mouth, I have power and might to close thy mouth with a stone until thou shalt not be able to utter a word. See how many stones are before us? Truly, I can take a stone and force it into thy mouth and break thy jaws. And Judah said, God is witness before us that we have not hitherto desired to battle with you. We're not trying to get in a fight. Only give us our brother and we will go away from you. And Joseph answered and said, as Pharaoh lives, if all the kings of Canaan came together with you, you should not take him from my hand. <laughs> They're at an impasse, right? Now, therefore, go your way to your father and your brother shall be unto me for a slave. For he has robbed the king's house. And Judah said, what is it to thee or to the character of the king? Surely the king sendeth forth from his house throughout the land silver and gold, either in gifts or expenses. And thou still talkest about thy cup, which thou didst place in our brother's bag and sayest that he stole it from you. What do you care about some stupid cup? God forbid that our, I added that, our, our brother Benjamin or any of the seed of Abraham should do this thing to steal from you or from anyone else, whether king, prince, or any man. Now, therefore, 
cease this accusation, lest the whole earth hear thy words, saying, For a little silver the king of Egypt wrangled with the men, and he accused them and took their brother for a slave. And Joseph answered and said, Take unto you this cup and go from me, and leave your brother for a slave, for it is the judgment of a thief to be a slave. And Judah said, why art thou not ashamed of thy words to leave our brother and take thy cup? Why would you say such a thing? Surely if thou givest thy cup or a thousand times as much, we will not leave our brother for the silver which is found in the hand of any man that we will not die over him. And Joseph answered, and why did you forsake your other brother and sell him for 20 pieces of silver unto this day? And why then will you not do the same to this, to this your brother? And Judah, why should I trust that you wouldn't do the same thing to him? Judah said, the Lord is witness between me and you that we desire not thy battles. Now, therefore, give us our brother and we will go with thee without quarreling. Joseph answered and said, if all the kings of the land should assemble, they will not be able to take your brother from my hand. And Judah said, what shall we say unto our father when he sees our brother coming, not coming with us and will grieve over him? Don't you think about this old man? Joseph answered and said, this is the thing which you shall tell to your father, saying, the rope has gone after the bucket. Judah said, surely thou art a king. And why speakest thou these things, giving a false judgment? Woe unto the king who is like unto you. And Joseph answered and said, there's no false judgment in the word that I spoke on account of your brother Joseph. For all of you sold him into the Midianites for 20 pieces of silver. And you all denied it to your father and said unto him, an evil beast had devoured him. Joseph has been torn to pieces. Now, how he knows this is interesting. Maybe it's because, remember, he kept Simeon back and Simeon maybe told him. I don't know, while he was there for like a year, literally a year before they came back with Benjamin. <laughs> like filing leave Simeon to, to rot. Anyway, and Judah said, behold the fire of Shem. Remember, Shem is one of the sons of Noah. He was the one who would teach the word of God. He was a man of God, a strong man of this fire of God, who, who was because of him that, that he taught Abraham and he taught Isaac and he taught all the word of God. Okay, So this fire of God, this fire of, of the truth burns in my heart. Now I will burn all your land with fire. And Joseph answered and said, surely thy sister-in-law Tamar, who killed your sons, extinguished the fire of Shechem. Okay, so this is another story about Tamar. I'm not going to go into but that one. Then now he's like burning mad. Judah said, if I pluck out a single hair of my flesh, I will fill all Egypt with its blood. And Joseph answered and said, such is your custom to do as you did to your brother whom you sold. And you dipped your coat in blood and brought it to your father, dipped his coat in blood and brought it to your father in order that he might say an evil beast devoured him and here's his blood. And when Judah heard this thing, he was exceedingly wroth. His anger burned within him. And there was before him in that place a stone, the weight of which was about 400 shekels. And Judah's anger was kindled and took the stone in one hand, cast it to the heavens, caught it with his left hand. And he placed it afterward under his legs and he sat upon it with all his strength and the stone was turned to dust from the force of Judah. <laughs> Have you ever heard of such a thing? And J Joseph saw the act of Judah and was very much afraid. And he commanded Manasseh, his son, and all he also did with another stone like unto the act of Judah. And Judah said unto his brethren, let not any of you say this man is an Egyptian, but by doing his, his, do, by his doing this thing, he is of our father's family. Okay, so he does some kind of little act with the stone and then the sitting on it and the crushing that this is something that not, this is not a typical thing for someone to do. And so for Manasseh, not just Joseph to know how to do it, but Manasseh to do it, that led Judah to realize he's part of our family. He's been in our family. Joseph said, not to you only is strength given, for we are all so mighty men, and why will you boast over us all? And Judah said unto Joseph, send I pray thee, our brother, and ruin not thy country this day. 
It's very confident. Joseph answered and said unto them, go and tell your father and evil beast has devoured him. As you said, concerning your brother, Joseph, tell him the, tell him that. Oh, Judah spoke to his brother Naphtali and he said unto him, make haste, go now and number all the stories of Egypt. Come back and tell me. And Simeon said unto him, let not this thing be a trouble to thee. Now I will go to the mountain, take up one large stone from the mountain and level it at every one in Egypt and kill all that are in it. And Joseph heard all these words that they, they spoke of I'm going the wrong way. And, um, sorry. Joseph heard all these things that his brother spoke before him, and they did not know that Joseph understood them, for they imagined that he didn't know how to speak Hebrew. And Joseph was greatly afraid of, at all the words of his brethren, lest they should destroy Egypt. And, on his, and he commanded his son Manasseh, saying, Go now, make haste, gather to me all the inhabitants of Egypt, and all the valiant men together, and let them now come to me upon horseback and on foot with all sorts of musical instruments. And Manasseh went and did so. Musical instruments. And Naphtali went as Judah had commanded him, for Naphtali was light-footed as one of the swift stags. I mean, that's, a pic, that's the image, the, uh, the heraldry of, of Naphtali is stag. You'll see that on all these flags. You'll know that that is the tribe of Naphtali when they've got a stag on flag. The flag stag, the stag flag. And he would go under the ears of corn, upon the ears of corn. They would not break under him. You know, that's obviously hyperbole. Anyway, he went and numbered all the streets of Egypt and found them to be 12. And he came hastily and told Judah. And Judah said unto his brethren, hasten you and put on every man his sword upon his loins. And we will come out over Egypt and smite them all. And not a remnant will remain. And Judah said, behold, I will destroy you three of the streets with my strength. And you all shall each destroy one. When Judah was speaking this thing, behold, the inhabitants of Egypt and all the mighty men came toward him, them with all sorts of musical instruments and with loud shouting. And their number was 500 cavalry and 10,000 infantry, 400 men who could count, who could fight without sword or spear only with their hands and strength. And all the mighty men came with a great storming and shouting. And they all surrounded the sons of Jacob and terrified them. And the ground quaked at the sound of their shouting. They made a big to do. They're making a huge to do. And when the sons of Jacob saw these troops, they were greatly afraid for their lives. And Joseph did so in order to terrify the sons of J Jacob to become tranquilized, to calm everybody down. And Judah, just so they won't go out the streets and, destroy everybody. Judah said, seeing some of his brethren terrified, said unto them, why are you afraid while the grace of God is with us? And when Judah saw all the people of Egypt surrounding them at the command of Joseph to terrify them, only Joseph commanded them saying, do not touch any of them. And Judah hastened and drew his sword and uttered a loud and bitter scream. And he smote with the sword and he sprang upon the ground and he still continued to shout against all the people. And when he did this thing, the Lord caused the terror of Judah and his brethren to fall upon the valiant men and all the people that surrounded them. And they all fled at the sound of the shouting and they were terrified and fell one upon the other. And many of them died as they fell and they all fled before Judah and his brethren and from before Joseph. And while they were fleeing, Judah and his brethren pursued them unto the house of Pharaoh and they all escaped. And Judah again sat before Joseph and roared at him like a lion and gave a great and tremendous shriek at him. I'm telling you, the sound of this lion roar that he would do, that's where he gets the name, the lion of the tribe of Judah. It must have been horrific. Listen to what happened. The shriek was heard at a distance and all the inhabitants of Sukkoth heard it and all Egypt quaked at the sound of the shriek and also the walls of Egypt and of the land of Goshen fell in from the shaking of the earth and Pharaoh also fell from his throne upon the ground and also all the pregnant women of Egypt and Goshen miscarried when they heard the noise of the shaking for they were terribly afraid 
And Pharaoh sent word saying, what is this thing that has happened in the land of Egypt? And they came and told him all the things from the beginning to the end. And Pharaoh was alarmed and what he wondered what was, and was greatly afraid. His fright increased when he heard all these things. And he sent unto Joseph saying, thou hast brought unto me the Hebrews to destroy all of Egypt. What will you do with this thievish slave? Send him away. Let him go with the brethren. Let us not perish through their evil, even we, you and all of Egypt. But if you desire not to do that, cast off from thee with all my valuable things and go with them to their land. If thou delightest in that, go with them. Fine. For they will this day destroy my whole country and slay all my people. Even all the women of Egypt have miscarried through their screams. See what they have done merely by their shouting and speaking. Moreover, if they fight with the sword, they will destroy the land. Now, therefore, just choose that which thou desirest, whether me or the Hebrews, whether Egypt or the land of the Hebrews. And they came. Uh-oh. And they came and told Joseph all the words of Pharaoh that he had said concerning him. And Joseph was greatly afraid at the words of Pharaoh and Judah. And his brethren were still standing before Joseph, indignant and enraged. And all the sons of Jacob roared at Joseph like the roaring of the sea and its waves. And Joseph was greatly afraid of his brethren and on account of Pharaoh. And Joseph sought a pretext to make himself known to his brethren, lest they should destroy all of Egypt. Okay, so this he's going to reveal himself. Okay, but they I, before he before I read that part to you, I want you to understand they were having a big argument. First of all, because he's trying to protect Benjamin, and he's trying to see what what you know are they? What would they do? Would they would they risk Benjamin's life like they you know did his? So he, I think he's found this out. Okay, and he, but I think in number two, I think he he's he has the right to be angry over what they did to him and to, and to, you know, for all this to, you know, to, to, to have an argument over this. Right. So I think that we as uh, Christians, Oh, and I was going to bring this up. Okay. Someone said, I don't, I shouldn't hate. I shouldn't hate. I don't, I shouldn't hate. I want you to understand. There's a huge difference between hatred. There's a biblical, there's a true biblical hatred there is, we hate the things the Lord hates. Um, we want, God says he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He wants everyone to repent. He wants everyone to, to turn to him and, and, and submit to, 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 to doing what is right and just and fair in this world. Yes, he wants that for everyone. You know, we don't want someone to go to hell. We want everyone to repent just like the Lord. But this is the deal. If they refuse, the Lord says judgment falls. And the same with us. We have to have the same hatred. He says, uh, the psalmist says, I hate them with a perfect hatred. I hate them with a perfect hatred, the same hatred that you have because of evil, that they are fully set, like Soleimani, was fully set in his heart to do evil. And the Lord rained down judgment on him. That's how he works. That's how the good Lord, he works. That's, and that's how, he, how we work too. That's how Judah works. We bring down justice. We bring down judgment. We've got to grow up. And grow a pair, okay? We've got to, or we're, or our children have no hope. Someone dear to me just had to what go off on someone because they were putting their child in in a very bad, terrible situation. And I, I'm proud of her because 
we cannot be nice. Stop being nice when it's a child who's at risk. Okay, I'm going off of this subject. But anyway, all right. So, so this, I just want you to hear this. It's not hatred, an evil hatred. It's a godly hatred to hate evil. Okay. And, and we pray for someone to repent, but if they refuse to repent, then they have to be punished. Okay. It's a very fine line. So have righteous indignation, righteous anger, righteous hatred toward evil. Okay. So this is a godly thing. Okay. All right. So, um, so Joseph commanded his son Manasseh and Manasseh went and approached Judah and placed his hand upon his shoulder and the anger of Judah was stilled. And Judah said unto his brethren, let not want no one of you say that this is the act of Egyptian youth, for this is the work of my father's house. And he's talking about Manasseh. So Manasseh somehow touched him. He says, this is, this is, this is part of our family, the way he's doing this. This is not typical. This is not Egyptian. And Joseph saw, seeing and knowing that Judah's anger was stilled, he approached to speak unto Judah in the language of mildness. And Joe, to try to bring the situation down. Joseph said unto Judah, surely you speak truth and have this day verified your assertions concerning your strength and may your God who delights in you increase your welfare. But tell me truly why from amongst all thy brethren dost thou wrangle with me on account of this lad as none of them have spoken one word to me concerning him. And Judah answered Joseph saying, surely thou must know that I am security for this lad to my father saying, if I brought him not unto him, I should bear his blame forever. Therefore I have, I approached thee from amongst all my brethren, for I saw that thou wast unwilling to suffer him to go from thee. Now, therefore I see, he says, I'm the one who came because I'm the one who's responsible for him. Okay. Uh, so that's why I came to, to, to argue with you, to speak to you and say, do whatever I had to do to get him to, uh, go with us now therefore may i find grace in your sight that thou should send him to go with us and behold i will remain as a substitute for him do you see this picture of substitutionary atonement he says i will take his place he goes free and i will be the slave just like our lord jesus says i will switch places this is what our lord jesus says i'm the substitute for you on the cross to, to serve you in whatever you desire. For wherever thou shalt send me, I will go and serve thee with great energy. Send me now to a mighty king who has rebelled against you, and you will know that I will do unto him and unto his land. Although he may have cavalry and infantry or an exceeding mighty people, I will slay them all and bring the king's head before you. I love Judah. It's a, it reminds me of our president. Does thou not know? And has he, This is so huge what the president just did with, with, with killing Soleimani. He's so brave. He's so... Oh, I just, I adore him. Joseph answered and said, you speak truth and, and falsehood is not in your mouth. For it was not told unto us that the Hebrews have power and the Lord, their God delighteth much, delights much in them and who can stand before them. However, on this condition, will I send your brother. If you will bring before me his brother, the son of his mother, of whom you said that he has gone down from you to Egypt and it shall come to pass when you bring unto me his brother, I will take him in his stead because not one of you, of you was security for him to your father. And no one was security for him. No one put, did that for him, no one for Joseph. And when he shall come unto me, I will send, then send with you his brother for whom you have been security. Here's, ang here's angry again. Joseph, uh, Judah's anger was kindled against Joseph when he spoke this thing. And his eyes dropped blood with anger. He said unto his brethren, how does this, this man speak this day and his, uh, uh, seek his own destruction in all of Egypt? 
And Simeon answered Joseph saying, did we not tell thee at first that we knew not the particular spot to which he went and whether he was dead or alive? Wherefore speaketh my Lord like unto these things. We don't know. That's the whole point. We don't know where he is. So Joseph observing the countenance of Judah discerned that his anger began to kindle when he spoke unto him saying, bring unto me what your brother said, your other, this brother. Joseph said unto his brethren, surely you said that your brother was either dead or lost. Now, if I should call him this day and he should come before you, would you give him unto me instead of his brother? And Joseph began to speak and call out, Joseph, Joseph, come this day before me and appear to thy brethren and sit before them. And when Joseph spoke this thing before them, they looked at each other a different way to see from whence Joseph would come looking all around. And Joseph observed their acts and said to them, why do you look here or there? Now, if you're a JFK junior person, look here, look there. How you like that? I am Joseph whom you sold to Egypt. Now, therefore, let it not grieve you. Having such a hard time with this keyboard. Um, not, not there, therefore, let it not grieve you that you sold me for as a support during the famine did God send me before you. What? <laughs> he's told them. He, he's told them that he that he's Joseph and they don't get it. His brethren were terrified when they heard the words of Joseph and Judah was exceedingly terrified at him. And when Benjamin heard the words of Joseph, he was be, he was before them in the inner part of the house and Benjamin ran unto Joseph because Benjamin already knew. Benjamin already knew because uh, you remember a while back I, I shared with you the story about the cup and he realized when the, from the cup and all that, whatever. He, he could, he could read the cup that could tell the, the sign in the heavens. Anyway, so Joseph, uh, Benjamin embraced Joseph and fell upon his neck and they wept. And when Joseph's brethren saw that Benjamin had fallen upon his brother's neck, neck and wept with him, they also fell upon Joseph, embraced him. And they were, um, they wept a great weeping with Joseph. And the voice was heard in the house of Joseph that they were Joseph's brothers. And it pleased Pharaoh exceedingly, for he was afraid of them lest they should destroy Egypt. Now he's like, oh yeah, they're not, <laughs> everything's fine now. Pharaoh sent his servants unto Joseph to congratulate him concerning his brethren who had come to him. And all the captains of the armies and troops there were in Egypt to come, came to rejoice with Joseph. And all Egypt rejoiced greatly about Joseph's brethren. And Pharaoh sent his servants to Joseph, saying, Tell thy brethren to fetch all belonging to them and let them come unto me, and I will place them in the best part of the land of Egypt. And they did so. And Joseph commanded him that was set over his house to bring out to his brethren gifts and garments and brought out to them many garments, bring, being robes of royalty and many gifts. And Joseph divided them amongst his brethren. So I wanted to, that's, that's basically everything I wanted to read to you. I wanted you to see how this strong, righteous, anger and so they will stand up for what is right and won't let anything stop us not anything stop us when we know that we are doing what is right and uh and and even if at, at our personal risk uh people think we're mean people misunderstanding we don't care we just can't we can't let that dissuade us at all and i wanted you to see the lion, we have to be like a lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Uh, yeah, so I wanted you to see that. All right, so I'm going to jet out of here, but I wanted to first show you my sky. Yeah, the scroll, the scrolls in the sky. The, remember how John said he saw the sky, the, the sky was rolled up like scrolls. That's definitely what that is. I think that was one other thing. Maybe not. I guess that was it. I guess that was it. All right, so I wanted to share that with you guys today. Let me see what else I'll just pop it onto 
here. Let's give thanks. <laughs> Let's live it on now and while we pray. Thank you so much, Lord, for our courageous president. Thank you so much, Lord, for our blessing our military men. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to set the whole world free. Oh, Lord, I would pray that as we try to help people understand what's coming, what's going on, that they come out of this deception. We pray, oh, Lord, that you would strengthen our, our hand. Give us the words to say. Help us to, to reach people unknown. That the deception will fall. We know that it will. What a 2020, what a year. We know this is the year of the great awakening, the mass start awakening of the whole world. We thank you for what's going on. Uh, that the people in Iran are going to be free. And as well as in Hong Kong and as well as in Venezuela and all throughout the world. We thank you that the cabal is losing and we are winning. We pray, oh Lord, that, that you would just continue to strengthen our president as well as all these white hats, those the, who are fighting at the front lines. Give us strength um, uh, to just expand and, uh, and, and to help people see how this is biblical. Lord, help us to know how to get to this into the hearts and minds of people so that they know this is you. This is, this is you coming to save the world, that, that we are have, we're going to have this beautiful, wonderful future. Lord, guide us on how we can do that job that you've put into our hands to do. And we give you praise in, in your great name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. I love you guys. I hope you have a great day and I will talk to you soon. All right, bye.